Hey guys, welcome to Discography. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Gebro, and uh, just a quick uh, history of this show. This was initially actually intended only as a Patreon exclusive. It was an off-topic conversation, completely impromptu, that Bob Nastanovich and I had about David Berman and the Silver Jews in the context, really, of just discussing pavement chronologically. Uh, at the end now of the incredibly triumphant and successful 2022 reunion tour that they had, and I just, I guess, want to put this out there because really, if David Berman as an artist means as much to you as he does to me, then frankly, I think it would be a selfish move for me to keep this behind a paywall. So uh, from me to you, here is a, you know, a brief but substantive 10 minute or so conversation with Bob Nastanovich about uh, David Berman, his good friend, and also a little bit about uh, shitty Husker Du gigs and the one song that Bob Nastanovich actually wrote, and you'll never actually guess what genre. Thank you so much for sticking, uh, sticking with the series up to this point, and definitely stay tuned because uh, in a week, on uh, October 16th, we are going to have two weeks of Lou Barlow raiding the zombies. We'll see you then. You know, before we get there, the next thing that you did uh, was Starlight Walker. So if we could just delve into that. Just it's kind to- of a different band. It's just, you know, one of the most significant experiences of my life in the studio because I was far more vital to Silver Jews at that time than I ever was to Paven in terms of recording. So, you know, this is two people that I'd known since I was 18 years old. And this was sort of the peak of our experience together kind of my first real essential recording um in a studio and probably you know some of my fondest memories you know keep in mind also as a drummer at the time who's on who had really never had any interest in paying a kick drum it also provided for the welcome addition of steve west who drummed on as many songs on the record as i did and uh, and and believe me i'm grateful that he did because if i drummed on them then the songs would not have made the impact including advice to the graduate the song that you mentioned earlier a lot of people who bought it were pavement fans i mean yeah well this, so, is, you know, this is before the era at which david had clearly decided make pavement and silver juice two separate things i think that the reaction to watery domestic and a lot of rock critics reviewing his music for the first time and you know continuing to refer to it as a pavement spinoff band when david was you know the only full-time member and the only essential member of silver jews it's you know it was 24 7 365 for him and it wasn't for the rest of us we had pavement going on right that's that's i think that's enough enough of uh, enough of talking about it yeah because i mean i could you know whatever we could have done this about silver shoes as well i mean like you know, i would love to as well i mean i'm going to be at some point to, i mean i'm not i would never do that but, i know uh, that i know that and i wouldn't ask you to. yeah no i mean it's yeah i mean there's so many different eras there and so much different personnel and stuff like that it would be amazing i wouldn't really even know who to recommend john vanderslice wants to do it seems like a great choice a very good choice for anyone out there who's uh you know big pavement 
fan and you know as far as is inquisitive about the overlap with pavement this one uh has a lot of overlaps uh steve can be heard all over the record uh as can bob and steve west for the remainder of it natural bridge has no pavement members the american water federal dust and blue arrangements are malcolm's co-writes bright flight has no pavement members Tangle with numbers. No. I played on that. Yeah, I played punks and the beer light and how could I love you if you won't lie down on there? I'm the only drummer on that. And then look out mountain, look out sea, no pavement members. And of course, Purple Mountains is, is basically woods, right? As far as I know. The lyrics to advice to the graduate. I, I, I got to quote this because it's meant so much to me and I've quoted it so often and I've thought about it so much. So you've got no friends and you wander through the night and now you watch the sunrise through a rifle sight. Well, don't believe in people who say it's all been done. They have time to talk because their race is run. So get in some licks and hold your head up and soon you'll be drinking from that crystal cup. Uh, lyrics can only be as good as that. They can't really get better than that. Uh, yeah, and he's one of the best poets to ever write songs. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, and this is all I'm going to say on the subject is not that I, mean, I don't know. Okay. Cause I've only ever played in really in two bands. I despite, you know, I mean, you know, whatever, um, that I don't know how many bands make their songs around just words written on a sheet of paper. I would assume that's sort of a, an unusual way to go about it. And that's, yeah. that's all. Yeah. I mean, the 24th Poet Laureate of the United States was named recently, and it's a brilliant poet named Ada Limon, and she's an outstanding poet. And I don't know her personally. I'm, I know her husband, Lucas, and um, she's just an incredibly talented poet. Again, like I said, I don't know her personally and how she feels about poetry, but I think that she would tell you that David Berman was a very good poet. I think that goes without saying. You know, as and far you as check the, out Ada Limon if you like poetry, because she's fantastic. I'm on it. I always make a list of uh, recommendations during episodes, and and the second I hit stop, I'm on it. So, and I know that every human being on the planet, just by dint of being alive, their lives are marked by trauma. Uh, I've certainly had uh, quite a lot in my own life, but you know, without delving too far into it, because I'm sure you didn't want to go there. I no, know I have no problems with any of this. It's just not a soft subject. Um, right, right. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I will. I'll say this. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think when the news came, and David's was... life made sense. I mean, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of friends, brilliant friends, die much younger whose lives weren't as full so nowhere near nowhere near the most tragic loss that i've experienced just in my in my own life you know look i i didn't know him like you knew him obviously but um yeah, it's one when, of my best friends but at the same yeah. time like you know he had one thing that needs to be kept in mind is i i think he lived longer than he wanted to really yeah Is, was this something that you think I mean, it wasn't the first time he died <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah but it had to somebody who had who first of all i don't think i or i don't i don't know you extremely well but i don't think you or i can really relate to um, i ha i have depression and yeah. you know I've, I've never i've never thought of 
I have thought that suicide would be in some ways a relief, but never uh, w had I actually planned anything or anything like that. So yeah, I don't connect to it in that way, but I've always suffered from depression. And when the news came out about what he had done, you know, his passing was hard for me, which is odd because he's he was a stranger to me. So, uh, and I'd never really had that reaction. Maybe the only other person was David Foster Wallace, where it hit me that hard. Really and truly on just a humanistic level, a, a real, like a wave of love goes out to you for having uh, gone through what you went through and in trying to make, you know, trying to understand it. You know, it was a pleasure to be associated with the guy for over 30 years. That's all he was, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have best friends. I have a, a lot of brilliant, just as friends, friends. And I mean, I don't even really rank them. I should he's, do a version of this show where people rank their friends. He's very entertaining. <laughs> and this is, you know, sort of unique angles and opinions, but that's, you know, that's enough. Yeah. But that's again, that's off subject. Okay, the only other thing I want to say before we move on is that when I think of him, I think of the one clip in the documentary where he's at the wall in Israel and he starts to cry. Yeah, is that on the... Um... This was from a, the documentary that Michael Tully did. Yeah, Carol's brother. He's a great filmmaker. Um... Yeah, yeah. That one clip is really a very beautiful thing. Let's move on. I appreciate you talking about it. Uh, no, about worries. no worries. I don't, you know, to thank me or you know show i mean whatever it's no problem it's just you know <laughs> it just sucks That's it's awesome. way down the list of, of of um you know horrible things that have happened that are illogical yeah way down the list Okay, so after Unfair, we have what Pitchfork voted the number one song. It's a good thing he never had to see the Zen Arcade tour when he was 16 or whatever. You saw, you saw that tour? Or New Day Rising. You saw that tour? Yeah, all those bands came through Richmond. It was fantastic. The first time I got to see Mould was for Black Sheets of Rain, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I saw a, hor I mean, I saw a horrible Husker Du show after what's it called candy apple gray in charlottesville but i saw good ones oh man i love candy apple gray that that you would have liked the live show it, it was bad that crystal the way that album but i mean you know pavement played way more bad live shows than who's could do ever played in total <laughs> yeah You know what's amazing to me is you've been in the company of some some of the great songwriters of our generation. I think it's I think most people would agree to that. And you're very well spoken and articulate. Did you ever try to write music? Oh no, no. I can creatively write. I'm a journalist. It's been suggested that I that I write books, but I've Have you ever written a song? Uh, auto autobiography type stuff. No, no, I don't know how to write songs. You've never no, written actually, no, I wrote one song. I wrote one song. I always tell struggling songwriters that have ability, and of course, I know hundreds of those, that they should attempt to write one of these songs that gets played in every in every sporting event in the world, like <laughs> Seven Nation Army or the, the famous Gary Glitter song, you know? Or, or Bang the Drum All Day by Rundgren. Yeah, that kind of thing. Or, you know, um, Sweet Caroline these days to the point <laughs> of nausea. Um, 
because like you know you could make a song like you know that basically no one's really ever heard and, and you're this complete anonymous figure but then suddenly for some weird reason it's getting played at like every high school football game every european football match i mean then it's just game over you know sit back relax and like oh yeah and no, i'm the dude that did that does that song that you just listen to in the you know that time out in the third quarter right. um so i bet you'd be good though i mean it's like bob but basically i wrote a song like where I, that was my aspiration lyrics were pretty stupid and um it was called bubba bubba bad <laughs> and um my friend patrick fleming recorded it it took us 45 minutes to make which was somehow appropriate and uh, i never really tried to sell it and then i had one burns i bet you it's still at his computer all the lyrics were about basketball so it was, it was specifically basketball intended it was quite funny i got a um a massive compliment one time when i was sitting outside a real stylish like kind of free jazz noise bar in dalston in england called cafe auto and i was i was playing it for my best friend john MacArthur. we were hanging on the sidewalk in between um noisy free jazz bands playing inside and I said, you got to hear the only song I've ever made in my life. It's on my phone here. And there was like three or four women who were standing up far away. And they were, they were like, what What are you listening to? What are you listening to? And I was obviously quite embarrassed and quite self-conscious. So, so we're just listening to a song that I wrote kind of jokingly. And, and I was playing it for my friend. And she said, oh, I thought you were listening to my favorite song of all time. Um, a song called Nag, Nag, Nag by Cabaret Voltaire. Um, obviously, she was hard of hearing. But I was deeply complimented <laughs> by that. Um, so... Um, I figured even though that's the only stranger that ever appreciated the song, I felt like I'd completed my task of being a songwriter. I, I can still see her face when I said it, said it was me. And I certainly didn't want to have her listen to it in a louder volume. I, I bet there's no way that you could miss uh, based on <laughs> your great taste. I bet, I bet you heard. I bet you you're wrong. <laughs> I, well, you just you're a bad song to prove me wrong. But I'm, t I'm look. You've been surrounded by all the. I'm not going to write any songs. I've been in a lot of bands, like little tiny bands. I was, I was in a band the last few years. Not little tiny. They're, I mean, they're they're sort of kind of big by Iowa punk rock standards and I just played percussion so, but I kind of participated in the songwriting process there and then of course you know I've made my contributions to early Silver Shoes and you know sporadically to pavement songs um, yeah you know more sort of in the terms of lyrics than any other content but you know lyrically I can write lyrics I wanted a question concept album nothing less nothing less man that's the worst concept in your elves album there's no such thing as a bad concept for a concept album I guess you're correct uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer's Tarkus is about a steel-plated armadillo monster if that could be that's Gary I'm Gary Young's favorite band so it must appeal to people <laughs> that are, are completely out of their minds <laughs> that's right <laughs>